Hello and welcome back to another episode of To Live and Buy in Los Angeles. I am Ben Bellack, seated next to Zach Goldsmith, until very recently considered quixotic and exotic. The Housing Accountability Act is now the legal leverage needed for the California Housing Defense Fund to file winning lawsuits against every city in the state of California not in compliance with the required increase of housing for low to medium income households. And now it's hitting us at home here in Los Angeles in cities like WeHo, Manhattan, and our very own Beverly Hills. States cracking that whip. For more than 50 years, California has required cities to have a compliant affordable housing plan. This is nothing new. A recent lawsuit, however, argues that Beverly Hills is not in compliance. And as of a few days ago, the courts determined that Beverly Hills was in fact in violation. And the penalty for failure to plan for affordable housing, so says Los Angeles Superior Court Judge Curtis Kinn, has blocked the city from issuing all building permits for renovations, remodels, can't do any of that. Only thing you can do is residential development. So if you need a pool, can't do it. Yeah. Swim at the beach. <laughs> Under state law, Beverly Hills must plan for over 3,000 affordable homes. Three quarters of them have to be affordable to low and middle income residents by the end of the decade. But state housing regulators have rejected five blueprints from Beverly Hills since the summer of 2021, including one last month. Now, the city has tried to wall off its residential neighborhoods, sort of like uh, Rio de Janeiro did during the Olympics, those with single-family residences and apartment buildings, and focus on growth in commercial areas through mixed-use development, and guess what? It hasn't worked. It has not worked. So by failing to certify its housing element... Beverly Hills leaves itself open to state penalties as well as the builder's remedy that allows builders to bypass local zoning rules with projects with a sufficient number of affordable homes. Now, while the last market cycle has been defined by low inventory, right? We're used to that, particularly in states like California. Low inventory is not a new housing headline. California has been a housing crisis since the 80s. Yeah, I mean, the Housing uh, Accountability Act, or the HHA, was first passed in 1982. You were 15. I mean, what entering junior high. I was three. The legislature has strengthened its provisions over time, naturally. Its primary effect is to limit local government's ability to disapprove or delay housing development projects for arbitrary reasons. Under the HAA, if a housing development project complies with the local zoning code and the general plan, the local government may not disapprove it except in very narrow circumstances. By the way, it seem, that seems fair, does it not? Fine. Should be fair. We enact something to increase housing, and Great. then a city should not be able to arbitrarily demonstrate power as long as it's within the guidelines Um, that are in place to create more housing. So California municipalities have traditionally used a highly discretionary process for reviewing permit applications for housing developments. Okay, We know that specifically in our town north of Sunset because we've got a mountain range running through Los Angeles. Now, this means that even where a proposed development is allowed under the zoning designation for the property and all other written rules and regulations, local governments retain 
discretion to disapprove the development. This discretion meant that outcomes of development applications were unpredictable and the time and cost required to get to a final decision were unreasonably high. Yeah. Now, there are very few exceptions worth mentioning where a city can reject housing projects. And here's where Beverly Hills enters the news. If the local government has a compliant housing element hitting the housing production targets at all income levels at which the project would provide housing for, then the city can reject it. Okay, so in lay terms, a city can still reject as long as they've hit their housing targets, right? Correct. Just like in Santa Monica, when we do inspections, we're not, we don't do retrofitting because they have met their water conservation requirements. Same thing. Okay? Meet the state mandates, then change whatever you want. I tell my kids that all the time. Learn the rules before you change. <laughs> if, if, if a local government does not have a compliant housing element, its zoning code and general plan are inapplicable to such projects. So this is known as the builder's remedy. So let me define it. If a city does not plan for the number of homes required by the state, the city has to approve any housing project as long as at least 20% of the homes are low income or 100% of them are moderate income, meaning they must approve it. They don't have a choice. Now, California and homeownership and developers alike mm -hmm. have been filing lawsuits against delinquent cities who are not compliant with the state requirement for lower income housing. Mm -hmm. You want to hear some of those delinquent cities? By the way, this part's going to shock you, especially those who are already hating on us in the comments that we are, you know, claiming that, um, you know, like we're only protecting wealthy cities. Name some of the cities. Beverly Hills. Uh -huh. They're going to be honest for that. Malibu. Mm-hmm. Manhattan Beach. Uh-huh. West Hollywood. Okay. Glendale. Not Glendale. El Segundo. El Segundo. It's just like Compton. Not Compton. Compton. Not Compton. Uh, I'm telling you, we're not exempt So here. we have a legislature where Compton is not compliant with low and middle income housing. Correct. Look, Any other cities? Uh, there are a bunch of other cities, probably 63 others, but I, I took the time to just... If I come to your hood, I'm going to watch your back. If you come to Englewood, I'm going to front you a sack. Englewood is too. <laughs> what is too. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Look, to put it in perspective, the city of Los Angeles has just under 4 million people. The population of the city of Beverly Hills is like 33,000. By the way, that's down 1,000 people from 1982 when the HAA was enacted. Okay. So it's important to note that Beverly Hills is a very small municipality, and mostly residential. Uh-oh, he's getting upset and he's well, catching himself. <laughs> I've seen this <laughs> before, guys. Yeah, I've seen Very it. clever. Very clever. <laughs> it's, it's crazy when he gets, me to calm down he gets the hype. Well, because this often, I see what's coming, this yeah. often becomes an eat the rich debate. Yeah, eat the rich. But at what point do we provide a variance for smaller cities? And let's not forget... As we just said, Compton and what's the other one? Englewood. Englewood are not compliant either. Okay, so do we really benefit from a one-size-fits-all legislation? If we learned anything from ULA, it's that spray-and-pray legislation doesn't work. Literally, ULA shut off sales in an asset class. It removed inventory from the market. And like Zach said, Beverly Hills is small. 
it is mostly residential. And look, I know people are going to be like, what do you mean? There's hotels in Rodeo. Rodeo is literally four blocks. It's four blocks. So the town is notoriously short in height, and its tallest buildings are not that tall at all. And they're strategically placed at the eastern and western borders. So, By the way, sorry that you mentioned that. There, yeah. there have been two mega sky... Uh, scraper scraper types. type buildings that have been by very wealthy developers to build um, very fancy hotels and mm-hmm. condos that have been rejected by the city because of height. Because of height. So shoving in more housing would be more density, more traffic, and pollution. So it's really hard to envision, Zach and I were talking about this yesterday, like where is the housing supposed to go? And because the city is not compliant now, builders are going to have the ability through this builder's remedy to push projects through that are not and not be subject to ordinances as long as correct as long as the housing meets certain lower and middle income uh, housing requirements. Requirements, yeah, is what you're saying. I mean, look, if we turn to who's funding the nonprofit, here the they Californians, come. Californians for Homeownership. That is the nonprofit that has sued the city. It is in part funded by. The California Association of Realtors. These guys, like, our associations can't get it right lately. Well, why do you think they're doing this? Uh, I think they're doing it because they're like, what? More inventory? That means more listings for our ownership. I'm sure. I'm it's sure. It's a yes. Okay. So, it's but, a yes. But, correct. But as realtors, we ha- we are here to serve our communities, are we not? We're supposed to be alongside the consumers. Mm-hmm. We're taught not to be transactional. Mm-hmm. So even in a market where 50% of the agents last year in 2023 did one to zero deals, our association seemed to just be trying to unlock transactions in spite of the effect it will have on the communities. Yeah, and I think this kind of serves the the storyline... <gasps> That Mauricio was saying, he was like, where were they for ULA? Where were they for wildlife ordinance? And now, I agree with that. This this does seem kind of easy, but I think we got to be thinking these things through. Should we go to final thoughts here? Give me your final thoughts, and then I'll, I'll, I'll close this out because, uh, you know, I, I, I got to calm down. <laughs> Why do I get so heated? Um, it's the weird. On. It's weird. The, the way on. we write these things, you just like, it, it just escalates for you internally. I like it. You're a method actor. You're a method podcast host. Um, you mean in our, in our, uh, uh rehearsals, I'm very monotone. Yeah. And then when you're here, you just like, our you're like, do it live. Let's our- do it live. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. We're doing it live. <laughs> Maybe while rehearsals, our city is under siege. Okay. There's so- nothing we can do about it. <laughs> um, so final thoughts, um, for me. Absolutely for housing. I don't think that the speed with which pricing was accelerating was healthy for anyone in Los Angeles and in the U.S. Um, And housing has become incredibly expensive. That said, I do not think there should be a one-size-fits-all legislation. And before you say, oh, well, you're arguing for Beverly Hills, my argument isn't for Beverly Hills. My argument is for the 70 small cities in California that are also now dealing with this. And before you say we're trying to defend the richest enclaves in all of L.A., we're not here arguing against this for the city of L.A., which contains Bel Air, which contains the Pacific Palisades, which contains Brentwood. We just think that when you have a city like Los Angeles that has over 3 million people, you can't hold a city that has 30,000 people to the same rules. Doesn't make sense.
I mean, look, as much as it pains me to say it, I I agree with Ben. Look, I'm one of those people who's uh, disagrees know, with Ben. Fiscally, <laughs> I mean, one of those people. Go online and see how many people disagree with you. I am one of those people who is fiscally a Republican and socially a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Okay. To me, it's okay. all about... Okay. <laughs> to me, it's all about balance. Mm-hmm. Look, 3,000 plus affordable housing units in a city the size of Disneyland doesn't necessarily oh make sense. Oh, my God. Sense. When you put in perspective, like, size of Disneyland, I'm like, geez. Well, it's just not feasible. Uh, Beverly Hills is already pushing capacity. I'm just speaking for Beverly Hills for sure. a minute. It has to keep up with the infrastructure, sewers, roads, police, fire. And a city like Beverly Hills should not be exempt from providing affordable housing, nor is it trying to. Mm -hmm. In fact, their goal has always been providing affordable housing, a certified housing element as required by state law. I think they've always been doing that. The city has provided comprehensive information to the housing and community development departments, demonstrating their commitment to diverse housing options in Beverly Hills now and in the future. I've seen it. And while they need to find room for this, we want affordable housing here. The state has to make adjustments to accommodate as well. This is not a one size or one rule fits all. We're going to continue reporting on all relevant housing news, national and and most importantly, locally here in Los Angeles. Um, housing... Uh, any any type of rule that affects housing or, or economics is important to all of you because California is the fifth largest economy in the world. So it, it, we tend to set a lot of uh, trends and pace in, in all different sectors um, of business and, and life. So um, thank you for tuning in for this one. We'll keep it coming. I'm at Ben Bellack, seated next to Zach Goldsmith, 24, and we are out. Super bien. <laughs> <laughs>